Who's going to start the Katie McCabe rant? Is it going to be me or you, Emma? He knew he messed up the minute the whistle went because he went straight up to Katie and I don't know what he said. I should have started you. I don't think he said that, but he should be saying Subscribe that. to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We are turning our attention to Camogie and I'm delighted to say Siobhan McGrath, the captain of UL and Rory Walsh, the manager of UL, are with us this morning to talk to us about what should have been uh, an interesting Ashburn Cup semi-final weekend for them, but in the end wasn't. Siobhan, you guys ended up going to the Ashburn Cup anyway and showing up in your gear. What was the response that you got from people on the ground when you were there who were aware of your situation? Yeah, geez, um, firstly, would like to congratulate UD. I think they're getting lost in all of this. Um, it was their first Ashburn to win, so we'd like to actually just say congratulations to them first. Um, but we were, yeah, we were kind of probably blown away with the support we got um, from everyone. Um, I suppose that heard about our situation. But I suppose the most disappointing thing is we got up there and no one from the CCO would um, would engage with us. Uh, no one came up to us from the CCO. Um, which that was probably the most disappointing thing of it all when we got up there. Um, so, yeah, even though we got great support, they were just, they still um, stayed silent over the whole thing. So, sorry, just for people who are, are coming to this and learning all the new acronyms, what's the CCO? So, the CCO is, I suppose, it's, um, it's the committee over the whole um, college camogie. Right. Um, yeah, so that's, that's who they are. So, they run all the college competitions. Okay. Uh, Rory, good morning to you. Um, Morning. Can you? A lot of people are coming to this story late. They might have seen a little bit on um, on the telly at the weekend with Ursula Jacob and, and Don Logue talking about it. So, can you bring us right back to the very start of this? Uh, the Ashburn Cup is obviously uh, the final was on at the weekend, and it's a semi final weekend. So, semi finals and final were on, and four teams were qualifying. How does the qualifying process actually work for that? Yeah, so, Jared, straightforward. There's uh, two groups of four, and the top two teams qualify from each group. So, in our group, it kind of transpired there were three very even teams TUD, ourselves, and DCU. So, with one game to go, we realised that if we won our game against Minute, we would be in a three way tie effectively, and score difference would be vital. Okay. So it's very straightforward. Four teams in a group, three good teams, and Minute, who obviously didn't have a very strong team this year for whatever reason. Uh, and at that stage, heading into the final round, so this is back in November, is it? No, first round was in November. Right, first round was in November. And yeah, final round was just um, January 31st, so not long ago. Actually, okay. two weeks before from today. And you, you play everybody just once, so it's three games, is it? Yep. And so going into the last game, we saw a clarification as to exactly what the score difference situation was. Uh, a table had been published socially online and through CCAO. So we wanted to confirm that that was, you know, precise and exact before we played our game. So we were assured that uh, if we won by 33 points, we would qualify. And as a matter of interest, right, just in the interest of fairness, did you guys get that in writing from the CCO? Yeah, it was sent out and DCU got it as well. Uh, they were presented with five scenarios. What would happen if Maynooth won the game? What would happen if it was a draw? What would happen if we won by one to 32 points? What would happen if we won by 33 to, I think it was 51? And if we won by 52 points, we'd have um, pipped D- uh, TUD at the top of the group. So that was kind of, you know, an, a non-runner. But So we really targeted the 33 points and... Straight after the game, uh, remarkably, we won by 34. And straight after the game, we were congratulated in person by a representative from the executive that was there. 
then very quickly on social media. And the next morning, we got an official invitation and congratulations from the CCAO to the Ashburn weekend. Okay, so Siobhan, that's a big deal. Just to, can you put in context what the Ashburn means for, for players? Like, um, I was watching the Ann Dalton documentary on uh, TG Card this week, and like Anne's career is obviously one of the all-time greats, but she's flicking through the books, and the Ashburn Cup weekends are clearly very important to her and her career, notwithstanding everything she's won and how iconic she is in the sport. So this is not something that's small for you guys. Can you just talk to us a little bit about your team and, and the the level of intensity and effort that you guys have made around this competition this year? Yeah, it, it's been massive, to be honest. Like, Ashburn, um, I think everyone would agree that's played it. It's, it's, it's just, I'd say it's like a, a fraction below Intercounty, the standard, to be honest, because you're playing with and you're playing against um, Intercounty players, you know. Um, so, like, our commitment um, to this competition, like, everyone that um, has any sort of interest in Camogie knows that you will have such a strong tradition in Ashburn in the first place. And, like, we've been training since, I think Rory probably has this better now, but I think it was September um, when we started back doing trials and, and different things like that. Um, so, like, when we when we won that match against Manute, like, we were just absolutely, like, over the moon because, like, we saw clarification that we were through and we were just so excited because, like, Ashburn weekend, I think I said this to someone um before that, it's, it's kind of like Fela, you know, the way Fela used to be, like, you know, the mini weekend, like, you go up for the weekend with the closest people um, that, that you've, like, you, you've become best friends with the people on the team. And, like, you know, it's just, it's just devastating then when you get told a few days beforehand that you're out, like, it's just, I don't know, it's it's just hard to even put into words, um, like, what's happened here, to be honest. And, and Rory, just to clarify then, after, after you beat Maynooth by, by 34 points, you're congratulated on qualifying for the semi-finals. And, and what happens next? At what point do you realise that, no, in fact, you haven't qualified? Um, so that game was on Tuesday, the 31st of January. And by the Thursday, we had heard um, that there was discontent and the score difference was being questioned. So um, I, I think there was a Zoom set up between our development officer, DCU's development officer and the chairperson of the CCAO. So we were told at the time that human error was involved. So um, we thought about it, we chatted amongst management and we decided that if human error was involved, it was going to be unfair on DCU if they were going to miss out, if if it was an error was made with score difference. So we offered at that meeting a playoff, which was rejected, which was their right, I presume. They wanted it to go to um, the board, as we were told. <laughs> So um, we saw clarification as to which board we saw. We asked questions um, which weren't answered as to what's ex- exactly happening. Or are they investigating the whole group? Or are they just investigating that one game that was played in November between DCU and Minute on the 29th of November? That's the one DCU were questioning the score that was sent in for. Um, as a matter of interest, when you say uh, replay was rejected, do you know who rejected the replay? Or the um, playoff. Look, I wasn't in at that meeting. I wasn't in at that meeting, but I, I know that we offered a playoff. But right, that was deemed unacceptable by somebody because uh, yeah. it seems like it would have been obviously the the right thing to do in in this instance. As a matter of interest, what was the what was the the score difference? Like, how, how significant was the human error? Are are we led to believe? We're led to believe it's a three point difference. Right. So the you would have needed to score two more points. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> right, but you would have known what to do, and you might have. Yeah, we would have. We would have been aware. We would have been aware of that. And even like in the last ten minutes, we reached a point. I think it was thirty minutes left. We were on plus thirty-one. 
So when we reached 33 points, we kind of knew if we don't concede a goal now, we're going to be through. So kind of the mind frame switches a bit. Uh, you're dropping your centre back, you know, in front of the full back line, just making sure you don't concede a goal and you're through. So so it's, it seems to have been a, an issue in the, the referee's report. Is that is that the, the case, Rory? See, I'm not sure what happened exactly yet because we haven't received any answers. But yeah, that's what we're led to believe. There was a discrepancy between what the referee said originally and what DCU sent in. And then um, the referee clarified his score um, the day after we played Minute. What What's bonkers to me completely here is is the communication and transparency or lack thereof in, in, in a lot of ways. Is that why this has reached the point now where, where this story is gaining traction? Because it strikes me looking from the outside in that the communication, for whatever reason here, hasn't been hasn't been maybe what it should have been. Yeah, well, first of all, as well, like um, when we found out on Wednesday morning last week, uh, 9.19, we got an email. I have it here. It's two lines. Um, we, where is it? Sorry, one second. On the, yeah, so the committee confirms that the result of the DCUD versus MU game played on 29th of November is as confirmed by the referees, DCU 620 to MU four points. As a result, DCU will advance to the semi-final of the Ashburn Cup. So that was it. No mention of UL, no mention of anything else. So I just thought it was, that was the only information we had officially. And as of yet, that's still the only information we've received. So we don't know how this mix-up happened. Um, we don't know how they came to the conclusion that, you know, us being given official wrong information didn't matter. Good into our last game. And, uh, and even every time like we appealed, we just didn't get anywhere with an appeal. So we still have no hearing yet. In retrospect, was was is there any way that you could have gone to the DRA in all this? Like, did you need to make a bigger stink now last week? Uh, you know, I, again, I, I don't want to in any way blame you for anything, but like, um, you know, you, you you do what you think you can do, and then it turns out they're saying, no, sorry, that's not enough, and away with you now. Yeah, so on Thursday morning, so we kind of gave ourselves time to try and get as much information as possible, because when you have to appeal, you have to appeal to a rule. But as, you, as I read out there, there was no rule quoted as to how DCU were going through. Like they didn't quote rule 7.5 referees reports. There was no rule quoted. So we were trying to stab at the dark because you're not allowed to send in appeal without appealing a rule. Um, first of all, actually, uh, we asked clarification, did DCU actually officially appeal? And we were told they didn't, that they queried and questioned. So I don't know how they got uh, to the THTC without an official appeal sent in. But look, that's another issue as well. Yeah. So we saw clarification of that too. But um, so, yeah, we, we were stabbing in the dark. So we sent in an appeal kind of based on the referee report and home school, home college sending in the score. But all we were told was it was rejected. So then um, we only got word on that at 11.30 on Thursday night. So we were left then Friday morning, like basically within 24 hours of the Ashburn Cup. We made contact with the DRA and they were told that they just would not be able to get a, a hearing, an initial hearing in between then and semi-final. So... We were in de- a desperate situation then because uh, still trying to go down official channels, we had basically nowhere to go to, to try and get the game postponed, really, to give us time to, you know, figure out how we could go about, uh, you know, getting a hearing for the girls. Like the one thing, I, every time we met the players, be it at training and they're asking, like, what's going on? And you're actually looking them in the eye and, you know, you, you actually have no answers for them. And we're saying, we'll find out for you. We'll, we'll get answers as of yet. Like we haven't been able to get one answer. So... We made contact through. We made contact with the CCAO, and we they told us send in another appeal that um, it'll be considered. 
So we sent in another appeal on Friday evening. And that was just, again, at 11.30, we got an email basically saying that that appeal was not being looked at because we already had one rejected. So I don't know why they gave us information that we could send in another appeal when they just, um, you know, noted it and threw it out straight away. Siobhan, the, the, the talk of amalgamation between the Camogie Association and the GEA and the LGFA has probably ratcheted up in the last year or two, but, but certainly incidents like this probably only serve to highlight the need for, for the Camogie Association and the GEA and the LGFA to become one. Yeah, it definitely does. Like, I suppose the CCO are, at the end of the day, like, ruled by the Camogie Association. So, like, you'd have to question the Camogie Association in this in terms of are they properly, I suppose, getting the right people involved? Um, obviously, we know everyone's a volunteer here. Like, no one's getting paid. Like, they're doing this off their own off their own time. But, like, you'd have to you'd have to wonder, like, um, how well it's actually governed um, when, when things like this happen. So you'd imagine if it was all under the one thing that, well, you'd hope these things sort of wouldn't happen again. Like, but I don't know, like, it's 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 hard to know um, how we can come uh, into, I suppose, one organ one organisation uh, when this sort of thing happens. Like, you know, I suppose coming from the looking from the hurling point of view and the, the, the G, like the GA's point of view, you'd wonder, like, why you'd want to. I suppose all come under the one umbrella when you're when you're listening to these sort of controversies. I suppose. And when you guys found out that you weren't going to be able to go, Siobhan, what was the what was the atmosphere like at that point? What was the um, response from the players? Oh, it was just um, devastation, to be honest. I think we 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 woke up to Rory's message um, the following morning, and we were actually just couldn't believe that it could end over a text message. If you get me, like you know, like. We're all involved in, in top level sport and we understand there's highs and there's lows, but like you expect to be knocked out of a competition um on the pitch, like you know, you never expect to for this all to be dragged out and that you get a text message one morning you're looking forward to the weekend and you're getting ready. Next morning you wake up and you're getting a text message actually saying, No, you're out. Like it was just everyone was just so awful upset, like and as well. I suppose the special thing with college camogie is you only get like four years to play together. And like, this is a lot of our um, last year in college. So like the fact that our college camogie career just ended one morning um, over text, it was just absolutely, like, it's just crazy to be honest. You can't even believe that it could get to this stage. And what's your recollection of the last 10 minutes when you kind of knew the scoring difference had been reached on the field? Yeah, I remember, I suppose... Rory has said to us, you know, don't be counting it up, just play the game as if it was a normal game. But when we had got to this um to the score that we needed to the thirty three points, to be honest, like we did kind of sit back and just kind of said to ourselves, Okay, don't let them score again. Um, because we'd reached the point. So like we were just kind of making sure that we stayed at the thirty three points, like um but like when we got to that then we were like the final whistle we were just absolutely delighted like and I suppose if you were to take it out of context you'd be like why are they celebrating so much a, a group match but like we were absolutely over the moon and you know, we were all chatting away after the match on about the weekend and stuff and then like you go from that to then a few days later I mean told you're actually out of it like it's just crazy Yeah and I guess Rory the worst part about this is like it's gone now the, the weekend has happened the the semi-finals and final have happened and there's actually nothing that's going to give you guys a sense of justice in this 
Yeah, well, like we're just saying, and we, we spoke to the players again and said, like, this isn't over from our point of view. We're not going to stop until we get the answers the players seek. Like, they have three questions that were put up on social media that still haven't been answered. And if it means the next team that comes through next year, well, whatever college it is, that this will never happen to another team again is probably our aim from now on. Um, unfortunately for us, it, it seems like that, as Siobhan said, um, that was the end of the road for the team and to happen in such circumstances is appalling so we're just hoping that it won't happen if we if we can find out exactly what happened and make it public as to what went on you know we might um, be able to save another team be it college or county or the next team that has a, an issue with the Camogie Association from you know ending up like we did maybe just as well Jerry. just um, I think the saddest part of the whole thing was after the semi-final we were up and as you might have seen, the girls did a dignified protest, um, not uh, out of respect for the two teams that were playing at the time, UCC and DC, out of respect for the players. But when that final whistle went at the end of extra time and we were walking back to the bus, I think it kind of dawned. You could just see like heads dropping and they realised like that the semi-final was over, that they thought they'd all be playing in. And, you know, for me, like that was probably the kind of the heartbreaking moment of the whole thing that that was it, like that was the final chance for them basically the thing is Roy if this happened in a, a division 3 under 10 football match you'd be shocked that the wrong score was sent in to the county board but this is like the premier third level competition it's not even the second division of it it's the top division it's kind of ridiculous yeah it, it is and and the funny thing as well like with the Ashburn Cup is as we were saying it's held in such prestige and the amount of effort that players are putting in like we have Girls then who are on college placements. Uh, one girl this week is getting buses up and down from Waterford for training after her she was wor- on her work placement. You know, this is the kind of efforts that they're coming in, and then to see like the standards they set and ask of each other to see them let down by standards elsewhere, you know, is you know it's gut wrenching really. Well, listen, thanks to both of you for making the time for sharing your story uh, and doing it so well this morning. Siobhan McGrath, uh, co-joint captain of UL and Roy Walsh, the manager of the UL Camogie team in the Ashburn Cup. Thanks, folks. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.